Valley of Famine contains mature content. Please be sure to check the episode notes for specific content warnings before listening. The Rogue Valley Roleplayers Podcast is an affiliate of Battle Bards, an online resource of music, sound effects, and all sorts of other audio goodies that you can use in your own games and shows. Head on over to BattleBards.com and check out their wide assortment of tracks. And if you like what you hear, be sure to pick up a Prime membership and don't forget to use our promo code RVRPODCAST when you do. Hello and welcome, listeners, to the Rogue Valley Roleplayers as we get ready for another exciting episode of Valley of Famine Season 5. My name is Ben. I'm here with Rosemary, Austin, Ed, and Nick. And, uh, yeah, once again, we are the Rogue Valley Roleplayers. I'm the Marshal. I'm running this shindig, doing the things... My name is Rosemary, and I play Deputy Rachel Jane Kennedy, and she's a Hexlinger, and a Bahir, and all-around decent person, I like to think. This is Austin, and if your beard's been getting you down, and maybe raising like a confederate army of zombies, you may want to ask why not Beardslay. This is Ed. I am playing the Master of Weird Scientist, Daisy Gilmore. I'm Nick S. I'm playing Haru Matsuhara, the Chief of Railway Police and a Samurai. So, it's been a couple of days since you've taken uh, possession of your airship. Rachel, you've definitely had an opportunity to sit down with a lawyer and go over those divorce papers. All right. And the lawyer, uh, I don't really want to spend a scene on it. The lawyer informs you that, uh, yeah, there's nothing shady going on. It's a straightforward document, uh, just, you know, nullifying your marriage to Paul Flynn. I'll sign the papers and ask the lawyer to do the lawyer things that need to be done. File them. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, return them to Paul. So Do we have to return them to Paul? Yes. Does it go to the judge? Like, he already signed them, right? It goes back to Paul. That makes me nervous. <laughs> now, you didn't sign this in blood, did you? No. Oh, good. In pencil. I'm sure that will be enough. In pencil? Yes. So I can get erased? So I can erase it later if need be. When Ben's like, you sold your soul to Paul. <laughs> no. Why, why am I even asking that? The papers get returned to Paul. <laughs> We're moving on. Yay. Congratulations. So, it's been a couple of days. Um, Wynon, what have you been up to uh, these last couple of days? He's been uh, basically working himself pretty much to the bone, uh, trying to like build up muscle, trying to go back through his, his drills that he went through when he first joined the agency, trying to recapture what he thinks is what makes him him. Okay. And uh, he's, he's feeling better about it now. He's, he's basically broken himself down, you know, 
exhaustedly stumbled into bed, got up super early the next morning, a couple days now, and he's about ready to rejoin the, the crew, feeling a, a new old man okay. of sorts. <laughs> Um, Haru, what have you been doing for the last couple of days? I've been splitting my time with at the railroad and going working with the um, the business owners and things that lost the money from the safe, mm-hmm. and been using d- donating some of my own finances to kind of help people out. Okay. I mean, not giving like not necessarily a full paycheck's worth, but like I'll buy you some food. I'll, I'll, right. If your kids need clothes, because I f- he feels it's partially his fault that the money was stolen. Yeah, and Alan Beaufort is super thrilled with losing that money. He's not. I know. <laughs> but it's part of the reason why Haru's been like trying to help out with people. And um, and Rachel, aside from going over. With the lawyer on those papers and finally signing them and getting them turned over. Um, what has she been up to? I feel like pursuing an investigation into the missing money. I mean, is robbery still happening? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's focused on that. Probably talking to witnesses. Such as there are. Yeah. Because the big problem with these robberies is that the robbers are killing pretty much everyone involved. So, pretty um, high death toll. Uh, Edgar Pittman is uh, definitely quite busy. <laughs> the only one really making any money around here. Are any of these uh, witnesses who or victims who died being spotted around town later? No. Oh, okay. Kane, or uh, Sheriff Ross, rather, uh, has been following up on trying to track the the glom uh, with little luck. Uh, but one day he comes into the sheriff's office as you're going through like a, a witness report, which was pretty much from someone who spent the entire time on the floorboards of the stage house going, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, um, and didn't really see anything at all. Uh, and, you know, he looks tired and haggard. Says, Deputy, need you to take the usual posse out to, uh, Buncombe and, uh, look into, uh, some reports there of weird things. I reckon it's, uh, got something to do with, uh, that monster we've been pursuing. Where? Bunko? Bunkum? Bunkum. Bunkum. It's a ghost town. Oh, no. It's a fairly thriving mining town. Uh, founded mostly by former Iron Dragon workers who decided, you know what? Working for the Iron Dragon sucks. <laughs> Don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go seek my fortunes and mine gold and stuff. Rachel puts the report down on her desk and looks at Ross and says, weird reports how? Can you be more specific? Well, uh, I can't. That's why I need you to go follow up on these reports. Folk say that uh, some of the miners have been going missing at night and uh, they've seen 
something moving in the forest that we're able to catch a glimpse of. Or more than a glimpse of. People need to get more damn spectacles in this town. And she'll stand up. What time of day is it? Uh, early morning, we'll okay. say. Then, yeah, she'll go look to round up the usual suspects. All right. Uh, probably the first one you find is uh, Wynon leaving the... Uh, you know, you left the Jacksonville Inn. I remember that much. I went you to the decided that one. Paul was a fucking shithead and you wanted nothing to do with him. Uh, yes, the claim. <laughs> Not the claim jumper. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're leaving the claim uh, and walking out onto the, the street. Jacksonville's doing fairly well. It's uh, late May by this point in time, so it's probably a sunny, soggy day. And uh, Wynon's been taking care of his appearance a little more. His hair is neatly trimmed. His suit is fitted correctly. His tie is straight. Uh, He was looking a little disheveled, and he seems to have ironed that out. In contrast to that, Rachel probably looks disheveled. Like, her hair's... A little like tangled her um shirt might be like untucked she's been investigating i think pretty much non-stop like sleeping at her desk and uh he sees you coming up the street towards him yeah good morning deputy kennedy uh, may i ask a report what's been going on uh there's a possible lead up at bunkum so we're gonna go check it out Appreciate it if you would join us, lend us your expert eye. Of course. I I must tend to my horse, but I'll meet you at the sheriff's department. Sure. That's a good place as any. Uh, I think you both see uh, Paul Flint standing outside. Flint's. We both see him? Yeah. Okay. He's standing outside his shop, his, his restaurant or whatever, Flint's. Smoking a, a cigarette. Um, and, and he's just, you know, got this very neutral, passive expression on his face. He's just watching people come and go. And then you, you kind of, <laughs> you see him make a look and raise an eyebrow. And about a second later, you hear the... Of uh, Daisy's airship come gliding overhead, or powering overhead. I see Daisy has arrived. And, uh, yeah, people are still, you know, it's, it's new enough. People are like, whoa, what the heck? Yeah, Rachel looks up at this guy. Ahoy! I don't think you hear that at all. Mm-hmm. You're probably, you know, bringing, bringing the, the Zephyr in, um, assumingly to, to hover it near uh, Jonathan's house. For now, yeah, since I don't quite have my airfield yet or place to park it. Or a creek named after me quite yet. Gotta get the land, then you get the creek. I'll like squint up at the deck to see if I can see Daisy. I have a big fancy observation bubble. Oh, okay. So then you probably see uh, Rachel and Wynon on the street below. You hear a train whistle. Woo-woo! And this guy, as as I sound the horn... For my uh, airship. She's honking at you. Wynon takes a moment to kind of look up at this and admire the ship. I believe the unions are superior, but 
it's a fine craft. And I think, how are you come walking up at this point? I'm not quite sure what your business in Jacksonville is, but you're, you're there for it. <laughs> no, actually, I may have been coming up to visit Rachel. Yeah. Ah, um, why not? Rachel? I guess we'll be waiting for Daisy to land that thing. I sure hope she doesn't land it on Main Street because I want to have to give her a parking ticket. <laughs> Whatever that is. Yeah, is that even a thing yet? Actually, yes. Because you weren't only allowed to put your horses at specific places in town, so you, you could get in trouble if you parked in the you wrong get a place. Horsing ticket. Yeah. I had issued five horsing tickets this week. Uh, so, uh, what brings you two to the middle of town? Miss um, Kennedy was asking my assistance with a research endeavor. I, I admit research is not my strong suit, but I would be happy to accompany you and just to uh, spend time with you. I'm sorry we have to cancel our breakfast, but Ross has asked me to check out... Bunkum. Bunkum! Why, <laughs> oh, that's so fucking hard! <laughs> Ross has asked me to check out Bunkum, something about weird shenanigans going on over there. Uh, well, I can accompany you, and we can have breakfast on the road. That sounds nice. Or, I mean, I suppose if we take Daisy's craft on the ship. Ooh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, Daisy, you land the, the Zephyr. Okay. In the street? No. Oh, okay. I guess we'd see her, you know, hovering back over to the uh -huh. mayor's house area. Live drops down. We'd be walking up there like a. Well, I guess we gotta, you know, now that I'm home, just hang out at home. <laughs> I'll knock on. Yeah, I saw my friends on the street. No. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, lock the doors. I saw Rachel. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and Haru coming up. We're not home. You're interrupt my wedding plans. <laughs> They can't see me in my dress that I'm not wearing yet. <laughs> You're in front of uh, the mayor's house with the Zephyr built. Uh, 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 fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's built, Ben. How built is it? It's so built. <laughs> like a brick shit house. <laughs> it's ripped. <laughs> it's got abs and everything. <laughs> it's muscles got muscles. <laughs> Have you seen its guns? <laughs> <laughs> it's pecs out pecs. And it can lift. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, you see the Zephyr moored above it. And uh, yeah, go. You're all there. Yay. Knock, 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 knock. Daisy's standing right by the rope ladder that she just climbed down yeah. and going, Why are you knocking? And I'm literally standing right here. Come around back through the fence. Because we're not going to the front door. I'm probably parking in the backyard. Yeah. Okay, so we come through the the family and friends entrance. Yeah. <laughs> Daisy, I see that you are liking your airship. It's pretty nice to get around. Gotta gotta build some kind of more of a docking device. Well, yeah, it kind of takes up all of you know Johnson's backyard too. I can I can see that. 
I expect getting the permission to build that won't be too difficult, considering that you're a mayor and the mayor. Yeah, well, I'm probably going to park it somewhere else. I'm looking at a little land out by where, you know, the stagecoach roads meet. Hopefully. That sounds that sounds good. Um, Rachel was just telling us about uh, uh, a research expedition. Don't make me say the name of this city again. <laughs> At a place called uh, uh, Buncombe. Oh, Buncombe. I've heard of that. I flew over it the other day. We've flown over Do everything. you think maybe you might be able to fly us over there today? It's, it's not that far. Look, I've never been to Buncombe. Usually Ross or Billy go out there when on the patrol. So if we want to fly out there, I'm fine with that. It should get us there in no time at all. Engines are still warmed up, so... It would be an excellent opportunity to see the capabilities of your airship. I am much interested in seeing how it fares in flight as well. Well, yeah, you've all only been up for the one... Let's go! Come on up! (laughs) 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 Yeah, you all uh, pile into the the Zephyr. And uh, Daisy, give me a piloting roll. Oh, this is an important question. How do you get into this thing? Like, are we climbing a ladder up? Or? Yeah, there's a rope ladder. Okay. I don't know. I've kind because of, I want to use that as a. I imagine it being able to like settle down eventually. Yeah. Yeah. But is there like a boarding ramp then? Eh, I don't know. Something more like that. Yeah. Yeah. You get onto the airship, and yeah, Daisy, give me a piloting roll. Got a five. Got a five. All right. No. No mishaps in the airship as you take off. It does have a galley or dining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, this is like, it's basically a house in the air is how I've, I've had it. It know, doesn't have a crew or anything, though, so we'd, no, have okay, no. so we'd have to go cook ourselves. Yeah. Who's better at cooking? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a luxury model. Like, it's not, it doesn't get cold when we get up into the atmosphere. So who's a better cook, Rachel or Haru? I feel like Rachel thinks she's a good cook, but she's actually an awful cook. I think Haru's just average, and we would know that about each other by now, so Haru's cooking. <laughs> Daisy makes some experiments. They're edible. That's also, that's also fair. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, I'll whip us up some breakfast, and then she'll like totally like burn eggs and like... Yeah, Haru would eat it. Burnt toast and Can I taste? burnt everything. It's like a charred, messy lump that she puts onto your plate, and you're not sure what exactly it's supposed to be. Haru really doesn't want to hurt your feelings. No. But he also wants to be honest. So he's like, uh, Rachel, you, you might need to work on your technique. Did you really just fucking say that? It was joke. <laughs> you better, you better make a fucking dominion roll because I gotta fix this right. Rachel's like chowing down on this. She thinks this is like primo. Yeah, this is like the best breakfast she's ever made. In fact, you better act like you fucking like it. What do you think? It's delicious. Say it's delicious. It's delicious. It tastes real good. Oh, I'm glad you enjoy it. I hope you cook like this for me all the time. Uh, Taking it a little too far. 
I mean... It is atrocious. But don't tell her that. Do not tell her that. Also, blink, Howard, blink. <laughs> I suddenly start... Normally, I would say I don't have time to cook, but if you enjoyed that much, I suppose I could, you know, cook for you more often. Um, I'd rather not take time out of your busy schedule. It is okay. Diplomatic. Rachel, like, makes a mental note that Haru likes her cooking. He's not even necessarily an evil demon. He's just inconvenient and awkward. <laughs> um, yeah, Daisy, you smell something like someone is doing horrible things to your kitchen right now, and you can smell it. Oh, man. You're all going to hate this, but I'm going to run back there and be like, Oh, my God, what caught on fire? <laughs> like, what's... Is, is the... Uh, the the flange for the, um, um, let a loss for words. I say something sciencey. <laughs> the flange for the sciencey thing all messed up. Haru's taking a bite of what should be eggs and it's crunch as he's biting <laughs> into it. <laughs> oh. I doused the fire. It's okay. Well. Who calls it flambe? Would you like some eggs, Daisy? No, I just. Need some coffee and get back to flying. <laughs> yeah, probably after about an hour or so of flying, you arrive over Buncom. And uh, yeah, they're making quite a stir. A bunch of people are like, whoa, what the fuck is that? I'm gonna make sure my badge is clearly visible on my chest. For when we get down, I don't yeah, imagine you, they can see you it's find, up like, that open high. area and you set the, uh, the Zephyr down. It makes okay. it makes different sounds now. Sometimes it sounds like a helicopter. Sometimes it sounds like a plane. Sometimes it sounds like a spaceship. I like that last sound. That was an appropriate one. I feel. And uh, yeah, you get out and some people come walking over. Uh, I didn't do my research, so. Ah, um... uh, Mr. Foster. Yes. Chair Frost sent me over. Oh. Uh. Huh. You said that there was some weird happenings going on. Can you tell me about that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, come to the saloon and I'll tell you about it. Sure. Following along behind. You go to the Gold Pan Saloon cool. with Mr. Foster yep. and you sit down. And uh, he orders a round of drinks. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard a couple things about uh, you, Deputy, and the rest of your posse here you're the ones that investigate some of the weird going ons uh, here in the valley so I'll put it straight to you we've had a couple of people go missing in the middle of the night uh, folk gone out to the stream to do their business and uh, a few folk have reported seeing like a mass of bodies moving in the woods that was just, just, just within you know couldn't really see them too well um, last sighting was uh, heading on up towards Sterlingville. 
What do you mean, like a mass of bodies? Well, I don't know. I didn't see uh, directly for myself. It was described like a, a crowd of people, but standing like uncomfortably close to each other, no personal space. And the people who were taken uh, on the same night or on different nights? A few different nights. How many were taken exactly? Four people gone missing. No relation? No. And the witness who said he thought they were heading towards this other town, what'd you say it was? Sterlingville. Sterlingville. Uh, may we talk with that person? Are they still around? Yeah, he's still around. Uh, actually, that's, that's him over there, Bartholomew. Uh, I turn to look. Bartholomew is probably an ironic name. This is definitely a very Asian person. He's sitting in the bar. He's got uh, some, some shots of whiskey that he's drinking. Shall we go talk to this gentleman? I think so. Yep. Probably be smarter if one or two approached, though. A whole group approaching him at once might put him... make him uncomfortable. Well, I can stay here and get more details from Mr. Foster. Uh, I will um, not speak with this Mr... You said his name is Bartholomew? Mm-hmm. I will not be speaking with Mr. Bartholomew. I, um... I will be taking a couple of drinks, though. Well, why not? Let's go talk to Bartholomew. Very well. Uh, so why not, Daisy, get up and head over? Head over, and uh, give me notice rolls. Seven. I uh, do not notice. Daisy is walking up. You hear this guy, you know, he's, he's holding the shot glass to his lips, and he's kind of muttering to himself. And, you know, too many eyes, too many heads. Too many arms, too many limbs. What the fuck? Hey, shoots the shot. All right. Hey, Bartholomew. <laughs> Hi. You, you need another drink? Yes. All right. I'll pull out a flask and give him another shot. <laughs> he takes it and he, you know, his hand's shaking a little. He grabs it and he knocks it back real fast and slams the, the glass down. Thank you kindly. You mind if we have a seat with you, sir? I, I, I'd honestly rather drink alone, if it's all the same. Not to drink, just ask a couple questions. It'll be quick. Okay. Uh, Wynon pulls up a couple chairs. What about? I ain't done nothing wrong? No, of course not. Nothing like that. Um, we heard that you saw something rather strange in the woods. You, uh, what, why, why, why? We don't need the details, Mr. Bartholomew. We just need to know which direction it was headed. Sterlingville. Headed up creek to Sterlingville. How sure are you? Are you sure it didn't double back around? Last I saw it, it was heading up that way. It's been following the creek this whole time when you saw it, when you came upon it? Well, uh... Yeah. 
might be following water sources. Wynon kind of mumbles to himself and rubs his chin. Do you know what it is? No, of course not. But uh, we're doing a little of investigation, trying to figure out what it could be. Try to relax, Mr. Bartholomew, and let us handle it from here. That thing won't hurt you anymore. Give me a persuasion roll. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not that good at that yet, am I? Woo! Seven. Seven? Alright. Uh, I think you, you probably say some additional stuff to kind of reassure him. Let him know it's going to be okay. And it, he takes your words to heart and he seems to kind of, you know, calm down. That tremor in his hand kind of goes away. Yeah, maybe... Maybe I'd finally get some sleep. You... You gonna... You gonna destroy that thing? When we find it. Our goal, sir, is complete annihilation. Good. Good, I'm, uh, gonna drink. I'm gonna drink some more. Have a drink of water. I've seen many like you, and you're turning pale, starting to shake. You drink any more alcohol, you might not wake up tomorrow. Some, some water might, might be good. Maybe some food. I'll order you a cup. Water! And he kind of calls over someone and then gets up and walks off. Okay. So, yeah, you, you both get back to the table. Uh, Mr. Foster's... I think, giving you some whatever other information. Probably, yeah, just like asking about, I don't know, like what normal mining operations are like, if there's anything else weird that's been going on. Well, we, uh, we're a hydraulic mine, not nearly as big as uh, Sterlingville is, but you know, we get, get the gold out of the creek. Business is good. Uh, them bandits haven't bothered us too much, not yet at least. But they have bothered you? Not yet. They're just not operating out this way? I suppose. They haven't hit us. You'll be sure to let someone know the moment they do. Oh, you'll know. Someone will know. Post a guard to be careful if you haven't already. Such as we got. I mean, no offense, but handling a militia sort of... uh, your job. Would you like us to set one up for you before we go? Hey, that'd be great. Any ideas of who that could be? Uh, he gives you some names of like probably 15 people that he says are handy with a gun. None of them are him, I'm guessing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel very pointedly says, thank you, wine on. And then, yeah, well, she'll make another of those names. And they would be paid. Why not? has got some extra money. Well, I w- would imagine it would be paid by the sheriff's office, right? Yeah. Yeah. County office. Yeah. So, if we have time to do that... I think so, yeah. That shouldn't take too long. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure there's some sort of standard pay already set up for something like that. Yeah. So, Rachel would just be like, this is the yeah, job. Yeah, you go, you talk to them. I don't, I don't want to go... Yeah. Uh, it's, that's not the adventure. Um, but... 
you go talk to these guys, and they, they all agree, especially when you, you mention that, like, hey, yeah, the state will pay you to do this militia thing, and you just gotta, you know, let, let the sheriff's office know what's going on before you go hanging in. Yeah, you've set up this militia in Buncombe. You've gotten some information that's pointing you towards Sterlingville. Uh, what now? I think we go back to Jacksonville, right? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you've got some badges to make. Why, why not mentions his theory that this thing might be following the stream to st towards Sterlingville and that we should follow the stream as well? How far is Sterlingville from Buncombe? Uh, probably... A bunch of miles. Cool. A number of miles. <laughs> so it's not like when he mentions, oh, it's going up to Stringville, we're like, what? We've never heard of no, that. you've heard of it. Oh, it's okay. a big mining operation. Oh. It's the biggest hydraulic gold mine on the West Coast. Oh, okay. Well, if it's within a day, should we take the Zephyr? Well, you certainly didn't take your horses on the Zephyr. I know we don't have horses now. This is Ako Taco. <laughs> Y'all get back in the, uh, the Zephyr. You take off. You need another piloting roll. Alright, so many piloting rolls. Five! It's been like sky. the thing tonight. Roll five. Uh, yeah, you make it to Sterlingville. I'm going to say it's probably um, afternoon, like slightly after 12 o'clock uh, as you come flying in over Sterlingville. Everyone give me nose rolls. Say, guys. Eight. Oh, God. A four. I have to say, at least I got snake eyes for this roll because I could be just distracted by the ship. I think somehow, even though you're dead, the food that Rachel cooked has not <laughs> agreed with you, and you are currently in the, uh, uh, the, the Zephyr's restroom hucking it all up. And Lazarus is like, oh my god, I can taste it. <laughs> <laughs> How is this affecting me? Move over, I don't know. This shouldn't be possible. <laughs> Lazarus and Haru are just doing this. But Rachel accidentally did some hex baking. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. Just a dash of demon dust. Just a dash of lower health. Uh, yeah, so that's why you don't see anything. <laughs> Um, but uh, for those of you who do, you see that there at least a, Sterlingville is a fairly large um, settlement. Uh, it's been in decline for a little bit as the gold has started to pan out. Um, so it's probably... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you did that. <laughs> you have not to blame but yourself. Uh, um, so, you know, at one point it had like 1,500 people living there, and now it's down to probably about eight to 600. Uh, but a bunch of houses look like they've been flattened recently. Um, and on top of that, it looks like the streets are filled with barricades for some reason. 
Do we see anybody walking from the air? You don't see anyone out in the streets. I'd say based on the destruction, we found our place. Or something that has been destroyed and they moved on. I got a raise on that roll, though. I know it's anything oh. super extra. Uh, yeah, I think you do spot some. Like, there's a couple people crouched, you know, yeah. by the barricades with, with rifles, and they kind of peek up and they look and they see you. And a couple of them look like they're about to take shots, and then some other older looking fellow, you know, kind of smacks their rifles down, like, points to the forest, and then points up at you. Yeah. Rachel, tell them we're your deputy and we've come to help them. I get on the bullhorn. This is Deputy Kennedy. <laughs> We're here to help. Lower your arms. And yeah, they, they lower their, their rifles. Daisy, can you hover this or park it? Or? Yeah, we'll, we'll park it. Do we see a safe place to land? Haru, <laughs> <laughs> are you alright? You look paler. I didn't even eat anything. Am I puking? I um, am experiencing zombie sickness. I didn't know you could get sick. I don't think you need to be nice anymore. She made me sick. <laughs> you know, is possible that it was your food? What? <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone for now. Do we know a place to land? <laughs> uh, yeah, you you bring the Zephyr down low enough to run out a rope. I don't think there's a lot of clear space to land it, land it. Um, okay. Yeah. But have it hover above the trees? Yeah, uh, above the town, yeah. That's why we have the rope ladder. And yeah, you're down. You climb down on the ground. And uh, the older gent comes walking up to you. A couple of people still watching warily, uh, but the older guy, um, um, he's got a saber at his side, and he's got like a Winchester slung over his shoulder. Uh, who's down on the ground first? Well, I guess actually he's going to walk up to the one with the badge, so. Oh, okay. That would be uh, me. Hold, holds out a hand. Uh, shit. Where does his name go? Alexander and Ankeny. Pleased to meet you. Deputy Kennedy. What's... She kind of gestures at the barricades and says, What's the situation? Uh, bad. <laughs> situation is bad. Something that has been coming into the town at night, wrecking houses, killing people, uh, and taking their bodies. Something or multiple somethings? I couldn't rightly tell you, but uh, probably multiple somethings, I imagine. Number of people that have gone missing. Has anyone seen it? A few glimpses. Nothing more than that. How big was it? Big. If you had to guess a height, how high? I couldn't couldn't tell you. It was dark. Higher than a horse? Oh, yeah. As tall as one of these houses? Well, it's certainly big enough to flatten them, so maybe. I'd like to take a moment to talk with your men, if that's all right. Your, well, whoever you have wielding guns. Sure. A few gun folk, uh, nearly everyone else, hold up in the dancing hall. Uh, 
rest uh, we're keeping safe in the casino town hall uh, the, uh, what is it, the casino the saloon um, I, I, I take it you four are here to help we are indeed yes thank god for that Rachel like pats the butt of her pistol Seems like it uh, comes out at night, mostly. Any particular area that it strikes or direction that it comes from? Seems to have been random, but it comes from the forest. Well, if it's destroying houses, it will leave a mighty trail. I suggest we uh, start by looking in the woods. Yeah, if we could see if we pick up the trail come back here before dark. You plan on going out to that forest after that thing? Wouldn't be the first time. We are accustomed to danger. Well, shit. You got some fucking guts. I'll give you that. Yeah, and mine keep trying to spill to the outside. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd offer some help, but I gotta keep these people safe. You know, you keep them here. Defend your homes. We are best suited for this. Do you have some sort of signal that you could use to alert us if it attacks? Yeah, I got a flare gun. Good. Well, uh, you crazy folks are going to that forest. Gives you, flashes you a salute. I, I wish you the best of luck. As I said, sir, would you accompany me? I'd like to address your men and women. Uh, sure, okay. When he gives the salute, I do the whole hat tip thing. Yeah, Rachel will, like, nod her head. A curtsy. Rachel's gonna go with wine on uh, when he goes to talk to the men. Okay. Good morning. Good afternoon. Uh, I wish to give you some tips. Okay. So... And then uh, Wynon thinks back on what Sheriff Ross told him about these creatures, basically that there's a particular demonic head that needs to be aimed for. Um, and he kind of, you know, leaving out some of the more uh, colorful details, tells them, so if you are under attack from something, from whatever you've been dealing with, the key is to put high caliber rounds into the portion of the creature, which looks like whatever Ross told us. Heads. When in doubt, aim for the head. That is the best way to slow it down and hopefully destroy it. Do you think you can all do that? Yes, sir. We can certainly try. And when you aim, keep in mind that it is of some size, so you'll need to aim upwards. And so he kind of gives them some tips of this sort of tactical tips, and I'd like to roll my battle skill to aid them, if that works. Um, Just basically raise their shooting die. Okay, I don't think it's going to be relevant right now, so I'm not going to have you roll. Okay. But if it becomes relevant... Uh, then I'll roll then. Cool. So you you give them that speech, some tips and pointers, and then the four of you... Um, as soon as I'm done speaking, Rachel's going to say, Any one of you men out there a good tracker? I'll pay you $200. <laughs> 
Haru, hearing you asking for a tracker. Rachel. I know it's large, but if we lose the trail in the woods, I, I would like to have a tracker with us. These people are scared. These people are also not suited for what we could be encountering. We need to think about their safety. And plus, it's really big. Look at this. It was that big in the woods before, Haru, and we managed to lose it. We went upstream, and when it had gone downstream, we lost a whole day. And she pointedly does not look at Daisy when she says that. (laughs) Well, that may be the case, but we need to think about these people. I mean, I'm offering him a lot of money. Some people are just not willing to throw their lives away for any amount of money. Someone raises their hand. What? I am! Capitalism rules! Kill me! Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at pegging.com. Sound effects by Plate Mill Games and Battlebarts. Music provided by the Eaglestone Collective with additional tracks by Danheim. You can find links to all of the above in the show description. Thank you, listener, for joining us for this episode. If you've enjoyed our show, please consider leaving a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform. We'd really appreciate it. And also, feel free to contact us via rvrpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at rvrpodcast, or join us on our Discord. We'd love to hear from you, and as always, have a wonderful whatever time of day it is for you, and we'll catch you next time.